Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast Unfiltered with me, Taylor James. And me, Emma Tyndall. This is the podcast where we delve into the weird and wonderful where no concept, conspiracy theory, or conversation is off limits. So join us as we open up shop next door, turn the base up, and have even more of a waffle. Wow, wow, wow. Would what you love who decided to turn up? I'm very sorry for being so late. Uh, I got locked out of my flat. 38 minutes I've sat here looking at myself. <laughs> I went out for four. For what? So apparently we in England have been saying faux wrong for many, many years. And it's actually pronounced faux. Yeah, like, you know, the the Vietnamese food. Yeah, Yeah. obviously. (laughs) I know all about that. (laughs) You've never had faux before. I think you need to fart off coming in here 38 minutes late <laughs> talking at a shite about Vietnamese food. No, I've never heard of it. Anyway, it's pronounced for apparently. So we went out for lunch and um, we all thought that each other had a key. Uh, and turns out nobody did. <laughs> Got back and no one was here. So I'm very stressed. I apologise. I'll make it up to you, I promise. Don't be silly. We're all here now. It's all exciting. We've got a new episode. We're here. We survived another we week. We do. We do. My waffle of the week is uh <laughs> guess. Oh, forgetting uh keys, people who forget things uh that they shouldn't. What's yours? <laughs> <laughs> well, something to be fair, this my weekly waffle might actually help you not forget because my weekly waffle this week, Emma, is five minute hacks. Bear with me here, because I don't know if you've seen them on Facebook and Instagram, but I find them so addicting and they're because they're so bad. But it's like these people who make things 10 times harder. Like this woman will break her flip-flop, but then she will go and buy like a 
a 3D printer so she can 3D print herself a new flip-flop. It's like, just buy a new <laughs> pair of flip-flops. <laughs> I know what you mean. The DIY ones, right? Where yeah. they like, make like different things out of plants or stuff. And it's like, just buy a plant It's ridiculous. Pot. One of them was like a load of crayons. She sanded them down to put them on the bottom of her shoes to make herself like high heels. Just buy yourself a new pair of high <laughs> heels. I mean, I know we're in like a, you know, times are hard, but not that hard. One of them made a phone case. Did she, because she was tired of dropping the phone all the time, got herself a phone case and glued loads of springs to the back of the phone case. <laughs> this isn't the solution. No, it's silly, Emma, is what it is. It's silly. But you never know. One of them might actually help you not <laughs> forget your keys. <laughs> the yeah, I mean. We were contemplating climbing up the ivy at one point. There was talks of the tree. Uh, yeah, it, it got it got pretty serious. You're here now and that's all that matters. Exactly. Here for a brand new episode all about authenticity. authenticity. Oh, we're in sync then. You pulled a face as if you forgot the name of this episode. So sorry, <laughs> I cut you over then. Sorry for doubting you. <laughs> Is it sad? Is it, or is it sweet? <laughs> well, I have one for you this week, Emma. And I I feel like I already know the answer to this one. Whereas I'm I'm trying to get back into my fitness. So I go swimming now before I go to work. So I'm up at half six every morning, go for a swim, wow. sauna, like shower, and everything else that big starts with a shh when you when you have to do it in the mornings. <laughs> but there's this little old man that goes swimming <laughs> at the same time that I well, I don't even know he, he seems to be there every time I'm there so I don't even know if he actually leaves the place but he's there every morning and he just wants to talk <laughs> and now it's it's before 7 a.m so the chance of me wanting to talk are very very slim but two it's just like I'm trying to swim and because he doesn't swim he walks up and down the lanes and oh. it's just getting to a stage now where I'm ignoring him on purpose. So I'm not sure if it's sweet or if it's sad or just selfish. (laughs) (laughs) But is it sad or is it sweet that this man kind of wants to talk at before seven o'clock in the morning? It does my head in. (laughs) Yeah, that is a, uh... I think he's sweet, but... The fact that you are going swimming every morning at 6am is sad. <laughs> that is a fair judgment. Because I went through a, like a whole roller coaster this morning trying to figure this one out myself. Like, oh, it's sweet. He wants to talk. He might not have anyone else to talk to. But then, mm. then I felt sad because I don't want to talk to him because it's before <laughs> 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm here to swim. I'm not here to chat. <laughs> and then uh. I was like, oh, you're a bad person now for not trying to speak to him. And then... It was all just one big roller coaster of emotions this morning. But you never anyway. Know. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> no, there's no never know about this. No, <laughs> no. You never know how much like that little moment of his day might mean something to Don't him. He's do like, that oh, I'm to gonna me. see the sweet, the sweet, nice young man at the pool today. Might find yourself a sugar daddy. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Where there's a will, <laughs> there's a way. Um, <laughs> joking. That's nasty. That's nasty. Authenticity. Hit me with it. 
Why did you so, pick this theme? I picked authenticity because it's something that the podcast has taught me. And I feel like you would agree as well that it's kind of given you this voice. It's kind of made you be this version of yourself that's an old version of yourself would be proud of. And it kind of raised the eyebrow. It raised the question, Emma, of I feel like now I'm my true self. Like, this is my full, authentic self. Like, I found my voice. This is who I'm supposed to be. And then it kind of raised the question to me. Like, all those past experiences, I don't think I was being my true self, especially when it comes to, like, the whole sexuality question, when it comes to, like, certain situations I was in or I was doing things that I weren't happy with, but I was doing it because I thought that's what everyone else was doing at that time. So I was like well, that's not very authentic, is it? So this is kind of why I wanted to have a waffle about it. I mean, we've got an incredible guest to have a waffle about it, but I did what you were supposed to do in these situations, and we went straight to the dictionary. And authenticity, Emma, is of indisputed origin and not a copy. Genuine. See, I battle with this word authenticity, right? Because I think that... Surely anything you do is authentic to you, even if you're copying someone else because you're doing it. Do you know what I mean? Like if I <laughs> Yeah. If I was like I if I was like I want to be more like Taylor and I started acting like you and you know, waking up at six AM and going swimming, then I would still be ignoring old people. I would still be me. But just doing a version of you. But anyway, that that is a whole rabbit warren that I won't get into. But I do agree that um, doing something that you love and stepping into what you are good at and what you enjoy doing is definitely where you are most authentic. And that's why I'm excited that we've got the incredible Jess in PRZ on today because she did exactly oh, that. Like she didn't follow the grain. I know she followed what she wanted to do and she's like the queen of I would say doing things for yourself and not letting other people's opinions or um advice sway you from being your authentic self so yeah it'll be good I think it's a brilliant brilliant conversation and I'm excited because obviously she's had quite the journey so I kind of want to ask the question of like well do these kind of things these things that put in our way these obstacles and trauma if you like Mm. Do they lead us to be our authentic self? Mm. And how do you find that? And and what is it like? I don't, I don't know whether you know if you're being authentic until you realize that you weren't. Do you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. when you're a kid. Maybe I think when you're a child, you are the most authentic version of you because there's nothing that you feel like you need to be. I'm talking like even preschool, really early on, like toddler stage before you start accumulating all the expectations and stuff like that, you know? I feel like this is going to be one of those episodes that's going to like really like change the course of my week (laughs) because of how like inspiring and like how like, yeah, how deep this got. Yeah, I hope so. (laughs) I think it'll be a good one. But before we get Jess in, what do we have to do? We have to get in the waffle word of the week. 
We do. <laughs> so obviously we skipped last week's because it was just the two of us and it would have been far too easy to to get yes. it in there when it was just the two of us. So uh, for new <laughs> listeners, the Waffle Word of the Week is where Taylor and I each at the end of every episode come up with a new word which we have to slip into the conversation with the guests that we're interviewing I'm currently winning. The score is 4-2. Not that we're keeping the score. Obviously, we are. Um, (laughs) And the waffle word of the week this week, which we are going to have to slip into conversation, is quinoa. I thought you were looking at me then to say it. Quinoa. (laughs) Quinoa. Quinoa. Quinoa, as Nick Tindall says. Uh, Quinoa. Shout out to Emma's mum there. She goes um for lunch. She's like, shall we have quinoa and falafel? As in quinoa and falafel. Oh, no. I love her, though. I'd say, I've never met her. She's what a legend. Yeah, I know. What a legend. Um, yeah, bring let's Jess get Jess <laughs> <laughs> Well, here we are with the brilliant author, actress, and absolutely everything in between. Jess Impiazzi, welcome to the Waffle Shop. Thank you for having me on. Like I've wanted to come on for ages, and we've we've kind of been in touch, and now I'm here, so I'm really happy. <laughs> Thank you for having me. But the thing, this is exactly why when we were kind of putting together like the shows and stuff like this, and we we want to talk about like authenticity and like being authentic. And mm-hmm. the only person that kind of sprung to mind was was you because you have been on and obviously delve into as much as what you want to go into here. But your journey forgive me for saying it is something like watching like on a Netflix <laughs> documentary <laughs> and you've now and I have so much respect for people who do this you kind of turn their pain into their purpose and again forgive me if I'm wrong but I imagine you're now probably the best version of Jess and your most authentic version of Jess. Yeah I think um through childhood and early to mid 20s was difficult time I'd grown up just a small bit of background there was a lot of domestic violence in my home Um, my nephew died when I was 17 and helping care for him that day my mum went blind my dad died of cancer there's a lot of things were going on and I I during that time I think your developmental stage of you know your teens and your pre-teens is where you kind of develop safety you develop you know all these different things that uh, from a healthy child which you would develop I kind of wasn't um I was in survival and I missed out on a big chunk so a lot of my 20s and my late teens was me trying to figure out why I'm not like anyone else and putting on a mask and pretending to be someone else only to fall into a massive depression because I don't think anyone can sustain being something they're not trying to copy I was almost like a comedian so I'd have friends and I'd be different with that friendship group, different with this friendship group. I'd be a saint with this person and I'd be an absolute lunatic with this person. And it, it, there was no me in any of this. I couldn't figure out me. And again, from that comes the depression. And I think I had to hit real rock bottom to then build up. And I always say rock bottom is the best place that I've ever been. Not because it felt good, because it bloody didn't. But, <laughs> um, but it was that time where you can go, okay, now I can learn and rewire anything that needs doing. I think when you hit that space, there's only two ways. You you have to go one way or the other and you can't really go lower than rock bottom. And then that's when it gets dark, yeah. suicide thoughts, you know, that's the dangerous part. But when you have a, a little fire, you know, you can do it. 
And I think everyone, I, I just pray that for the future, anyone that does feel that low can find that tiny fire inside your belly because you can just build back up mm-hmm. and be the most authentic version of you. And and in fact, being me and not being shy to be me, not being shy to be like, look, I love reading. I like doing this. I don't like going out. I don't really like big groups. I don't like festivals and I don't want to go. No, <laughs> when I could turn around and say that. Mm-hmm. I was actually the happiest I've ever been because I was able to be what I wanted and not what I thought I needed to be just to survive. Um, so yeah, when it comes to authenticity, I believe that that is a place where where you can find the happiest version of you without having to apologize for that anymore. Mm. And there's there's a real power that comes with that, isn't there? Because I, I remember kind of like when we were doing research for, for this chat, you saying that when you were younger, sort of seven, eight years old, you were really confident and, you know, you loved drama and theater and, and writing and acting. And it's it's really incredibly sad that the trauma that you went through you know made you go back inside yourself and not be who you are now um but coming out the other side of that do you remember a time when you did feel like you were fully kind of embracing who you were again yeah I think when I hit that rock bottom I think it must have been I was about 27 28 around that time I'm 33 now so I'm not very good at math I can't even quickly (laughs) calculate how many years ago that was but we'll go with five um and I think when I came out the other end now, all these years later, I realized I was doing what I loved as a child again. So I, I do think we're all born with something in us that's intrinsic and that it just is part of our genetics, our makeup, something we all love, whether it be, you you know, when you're young and you want, you're just so into fire trucks or you're so into racing cars, there's always something that you automatically go to as a child. And mine was reading, writing and acting. I mean, I remember when I was at school, I think I was about eight. I, my, I'd lived in my nan and granddad for a bit and I came home to my mum and she put me in a school near her. And <laughs> I was at lunchtime making up um, a Cinderella pantomime and so that I got cast all the kids in the little playroom. And then because I wanted to make sure that this show was going to be Broadway, I, um, I, <laughs> I went home and I made consent letters so that they could come to the pub next door on Saturday <laughs> and and come. And I gave all these consent letters out to kids. And anyway, my mum got a call from the school and was like, um, Jess has been sending out fake consent letters to the parents to sign so they can go to rehearsals. <laughs> and, you know, I got in trouble by the school, but I was thinking, you know what, you should have been embracing that because that was showing yeah. I had something. <laughs> oh, it's funny. I, I, I just look back and I'm like, God, I had some balls back then. But then, like you said, the trauma comes along and then that kind of vanishes because you're in survival. So I used to look back at the things I'd done and I had so much shame on myself, which is not a nice feeling. I had shame with the modeling. I had shame with that I'd gone on reality TV and I wasted my scholarship at theater school. I had so much shame that I really had, I wouldn't have been able to sit here and tell you about it. I would have tried to avoid the topic of that altogether um, because I didn't want people to think bad. I didn't want it anymore to affect my acting career, but actually I was in survival and, and I, and I'm, thankful that I've managed to turn it around but also how would I know if I hadn't have experienced all these things that I did do that I am ashamed of or had been ashamed of that I would have survived that time of life maybe that was there because I needed something to hold on to and and I survived that and now I'm in this place and you know I think it's doing the work on myself and and figuring out who I am and understanding all that I've managed to come back to what I loved. And I think when it, like I said, when it's intrinsically in you from so young, 
you can always go back. And I think we always get told, you know, oh, don't do that because you'll ruin your entire career. Or, or no one really wants to give anyone a second chance. I've kind of noticed that with the UK press a lot. They want to bring up everything all the time. And it yeah. used to great on me. And now I'm just like, whatever. But <laughs> it's like people don't want to see people do well. But in my head, I'm like... What what kind of president does that set to, uh, say, a 14-year-old boy who's grown up in gangs and his parents were not there and all of yeah. that kind of stuff, with our press showing that you don't get a second chance, that's it, we'll always refer to you as this. Like, we need, we, I would love to see a change in the UK yeah. media to give people a chance. This cancel culture is a problem. I think, you know, we all say and do things that, you know, aren't representative to us as a person now in the future. You know, we need to have chances because we can't just write people off. And I, I find a lot of the time people do that. And I just was refusing to write myself off. And that was no matter how many slaps in the face, oh, you'll never do that, or you'll never get this, or you done it on TV, so you're never going to get BBC. I'm like, yeah, okay, watch me. <laughs> There's an element, and to be fair, I absolutely love everything because I think you've you've got to believe in yourself, you've got to back yourself. But with that there's an element of kind of going against the grain, going against kind of like what people are saying, going against the norm, because even like on social media now, and like everyone's telling you to dress a certain way, behave a certain way. And speaking of grains, did you know quinoa was a grain? I learned that today. That was, that was, <laughs> that was a little fun fact for you there. Guys. But there's an element of That's kind of delicious. going again, <laughs> and going against the grain, though, isn't there? Of like, well, I know I don't want to do what everyone else is doing because one, it's not authentic to me, and two, mm. what it comes down to, it's not making me happy. Yeah, I think as well. A lot of the time, as as we grow older, we all try to fit into something, so we're changing something about ourselves. Like when you're a kid and you go to school you will start behaving in a certain way because we are creatures of, of gathering. Yeah. We want to be in communes, really, not okay. communes, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> we want to be in, you know, we want to have groups of people. cults or something. Just... I don't advise, I don't advise. <laughs> Take that back. <laughs> but, you know, we're all looking for community. That was the word I was looking for. We, all, we want to fit into something and it gives yeah. us purpose. But when you, what I found is since I kind of didn't, like I am a, I'm quite a bit of a weirdo if I'm honest like I've just been sat outside waiting to come on the pod and I've been coloring in like I sit and color in that's my thing like I'm a 33 year old woman and I enjoy coloring and that's that like I'm gonna I do it I play with Lego but I don't play with Lego I build Lego build it. because it's I, I love it and for such a huge and this is we were talking before and we we got you in here about kind of not being able to talk about these things, but out mm. of kind of like, there's a fit element of fear of not being, mm. I keep saying the word, we're going to be sick of it by the end of it, but like your authentic self. It's because people think, oh, people can think I'm a weirdo because I'm I'm doing child stuff. But the happiest people I know and the happiest people I've ever spoken to don't lose their inner child. Because why all of a sudden do we have to become boring? It's, it's such a weird concept to me because if you look at people that are ridiculously unhappy, They've stuck to a system that's told them to do this, behave like this. And then ultimately they're in their 60s and they like have no hobbies. They hate life. And they're like, why? But you look at the elderly people that love their knitting still and they don't care or or they like painting or, you know, doing these little hobbies. It's not for for anything other than the purpose of joy. It brings them yeah. joy. But we like say, oh, you know, that's procrastinating. That's doing this. But I was talking recently, I'm writing a second book and there's a chapter about purpose and goals. And I always used to have my purpose on my acting. My purpose in life was acting, that's all I wanna do. But the life of an actor 
I was like, well, if I just solely stuck to that, that's four years of my life. I've been ultimately <laughs> depressed because my purpose is not being lived. So my goals then, I was like, okay, my goal is acting. I want to keep my acting work as my goal. And when I'm there, I enjoy it. But my purpose needs to be found in my everyday life because otherwise purpose brings us joy, right? So if you don't have any purpose and you're just putting it on one thing that's not happening, you will live in a real, real depressed life. So I kind of thought, okay, so my purpose now is what do I enjoy? I enjoy speaking. I enjoy talking about our heads and how it works. So that gives me a purpose when I do my podcast called Tick One Day a Week. I've got a blind mum and I know that when I get her out running and she and I, I help her with her, like we have a guide pole thing and I take her around the block and she feels so good after. Seeing her feel so good gives me joy, purpose. So there's all these things you can build up. So if we put joy as our purpose rather than our success as our purpose, we're actually giving ourselves a more joyful life. So I think you've well, got to find a balance. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're That's so it. right. Like literally everything you're saying, why don't we have it printed on like t-shirts everywhere? It's <laughs> so, it's so true. And also on that, like putting purpose on extraneous factors. So for example, in Taylor and I's world podcast land, um, you know, what makes a successful podcast someone might say i want x amount of downloads right but if you put your purpose on something which is totally out of your control Mm -hmm. you're ultimately going to end up hating it and so you're so right you have to find things that okay why am i doing this oh because i love having conversations connections with people check Mm -hmm. that's my joy that's my purpose you're so right oh it's so (laughs) i love this chat i told you i told you i'd said literally before we brought you in i was like i feel like this is gonna be one of those episodes that i feel like i want to jump about my chair and be like (laughs) i don't know and and that was another thing I was I was always looking at the end goal and the end goal I think is the stupidest place to look because that you, you got all this bit in between and again you find mm-hmm. just doing the auditions or just doing like I'll, I'll sit at home now if I feel like I haven't had any acting work or anything for a while or any auditions I'll just learn a script myself and practice it because then I'm actually still acting. No, I'm just not doing it on the TV. I'm just doing it at home. I'm still getting to do it. So you've got to find the joy in why you're doing it. And then you, it will just bring you that joy. I think, you know, we, mm. we get so focused on the end goal. And I think the danger there of the end goal is that if you suddenly get it, what's next? You're like, oh, well, that's that. And I think Daisy May Cooper was saying, I heard her on a podcast when she, obviously she spent so long trying to get this country off the ground. And then she got a BAFTA and she was like, oh, yeah. It wasn't yeah. that world changing moment because you've got what you've been after for so long. Then what? So that's why I think it's so important for the for the journey. I know it's such a cliche thing to say, like the journey and not the destination. But it's I think the journey though. is what creates everything after you've reached a destination because inspiration comes through all of these things that you're doing in the midst worth. of it. Exactly. So I have I have a quote that I found of I think it was in the Daily Mail, which is obviously a very reliable source for all of our information. Comment. <laughs> so, there we go. But it was where, and obviously I don't want to talk about Love Island because I'm not his biggest fan. So when I read this, I was like, I needed to hear this today, Taylor. So I don't mm-hmm. care what context you meant it in, but it was the importance of staying true to yourself. And you said that don't do things to your detriment to please other people. And genuinely, it was one of those bits of advice that I read and then I had to reread it again. I was like, yeah, I I needed to hear that. I think 
from my childhood, people pleasing became a big part of my adult life. Mm. And that went into every aspect of my life. I'm talking relationships, sexual experiences, um, families, friends, everything. I would always, if, if I wanted to not do something, I couldn't say no. So if a guy come on to me and I really didn't want to, I didn't know how to say no. I'd be like, oh, okay. And then I'd be down. I'd be, I didn't mm. want to do that. Why did I do it? Because I'm terrified of making someone upset with me. Absolutely terrified of it because I don't know what the consequences are going to be of that. And I think what I learned, you're, I was worried about the damage, what would happen if I did say no. But actually, the only damage that was getting done was to me. And I was constantly damaging myself more and more and more until I hit the ground. And that's dangerous. So mm. if either route is dangerous in my head, I know for a fact that one is. So I was going for it just to people, please. But actually, what I did learn is that when you do say no and put your boundaries up, you gain respect and people can't treat you badly because you're not allowing that. So mm-hmm. I could always be like, oh, this person's done this to me, or this person's done that. I was sitting in victim mode, but I was allowing it. And I had to find my voice and say, actually, I don't want this. And to this day, that terrifies me. I mean, even my relationship yeah. with Jermaine, sometimes I'll be like, I need to talk to you about something. Um, and I'll tremble. And not because he's he never does, he's always absolutely wonderful with me, but because of my past experiences, mm-hmm. it, it can t- trigger me back to that. But the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And now I'm like a no machine. So, do you want to do that? Yes. Nope. <laughs> like, I've been practicing. I'm loving hearing the word that. no. Yeah. Confrontation though is one of those things though where you know when you're sat around at like a lunch or a dinner or something and someone says something and someone goes, mm, I don't agree with that. And then there's sort of like a a heated discussion. They are my worst nightmare. I don't know what to do. I start sweating. I'm like, I can't, like, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't want the wrong thing. But I admire people so much like yourself who can just be like, mm, actually, no, I think this. I'm like, wow. I wish I oh, could don't do get that. me wrong. I don't. I, on a big crowd of people, I'd rather just be quiet. But you know, when, it, when it's something directly going to affect me, I'm going to have to be like, take a deep breath. Sorry, no, that's not going to happen today. Or sorry, no, I can't do that. Yeah. You know, but in confront, oh my goodness, I remember when we was in, I did Celebrity Big Brother Year of the Woman in 2018 or something. Yeah. And it was a confrontation. And um, it was between two of the ladies. And I was so awkwardly sat on the table in the middle of them. And they started arguing. I just was like, oh, oh, what do I do? <laughs> I sit my drink and I was like, oh. So I just kind of I managed to flip myself over the counter to get away. Then it continued at dinner time. And the, oh, the, the tension at the dinner table was something chronic. I didn't know what to do. And I was so stupid me. I'd get uncomfortable in them situations. And I was like, oh, lovely meal, isn't it? In the middle of this argument. And everyone was just like, what? <laughs> I couldn't bear it anymore. I had to say something and just nonsense came out. But hey, deflated it. <laughs> do, do, you think it's, do you think it's possible to be authentic on reality television? Big Brother, I found it easy to be because you're not got you haven't got producers or anyone following you around telling you to go over here and have this conversation. Like when I did X on the beach, that was people, you know, saying, I mean, that's a long time ago. I think I was 23 when I filmed that. I'm 33. That's a long, and that's what, and that's why the press drive me crazy because that's all they'll bring up. I'm like, 10 years ago. It was so long ago. And I'm like, what is going on? But that these shows, and this is why I said that quote for Love Islanders once, you've got a lot of people telling you what to do 
go over and have this conversation, go over and say that, go and do this to make you look a type of way. And that's how people see you. And then you become that, you come out, people see you as that and you become it because you're like, sod it. Why should I be my myself if everyone thinks I'm this person? So I'll just be that person. Mm. And I think that's the danger of it. You, you're not, you're, you're so then manipulated by how you're supposed to look and what makes a good edit for a show that you lose your authentic self. And I, and I think that's the danger of it. You end up losing who you actually are in the process of it. But I think, do you know what, That's there's a key thing there. I know obviously we were talking about reality TV, but I think the key thing that I, that literally I'm going to take away from that is like you do lose yourself when you're not being mm. your authentic self. I mean, I know that it's, I mean, it's going to sound very preachy of me that you can sit in this kind of like this victim mode of like, oh, these really bad things have happened to me, this, that, and the other. But like you're in a lot more control of things than you actually think you are. Yeah, I stuck about victim mode. I stuck in that from basically my whole 20s until I hit the rock bottom and that's a chapter in my new book just about victim mode because I find that you know it's a dangerous place to be because also people around me were like oh Jess you've had it really hard so yeah what if you want to go out and have a drink tonight you go and do that like sod it yeah and so for the next week I'd be hung over pattern would just keep repeating so you've got to be careful people mean well but they're actually enabling your Mm. victim mode so Mm. when you when the only person that can break you out of that is yourself and you can't keep going back to the things like, yes, this defined us, this this made this happen, but now it's my responsibility to ensure that my life no longer stays like that. And But it's, it's self-discipline and you've got to discipline yourself because that, I think, ultimately is the biggest form of self-love. Because, you know, if I'm thinking, okay, I want to be healthy by doing things that are unhealthy, I'm not loving myself because I want to be healthy. I want to look after myself. Like you wouldn't get take your you know, your nephew or your niece or your kid and be like putting cigarettes down their throat and topping out of alcohol because you know that's bad for them. So why do we do it to ourselves? And I think, you know, we just got to discipline ourselves to make sure we look after and love ourselves in the correct manner that is beneficial for us. Do you know what? It's, I love that. Ah, it's literally <laughs> prime example of trusting the process. And I yeah. think I speak for kind of like all three of us here where it's a case of, you know going through these things and kind of using them as stepping stones we're now I'm going to say it again probably the most authentic versions of ourselves that we've actually ever been and we talk about music quite a lot on the show I have one final question for you which I feel like I'm turning this into a bit of a thing now because we didn't (laughs) used to do it before but now I find it very interesting obviously again to quote your incredible book Silver Linings Pitbull is the silver lining to my day every day because he's just a ray of sunshine what song, when you're feeling a little bit shitty, or even if you're out and about, what song needs to be playing to either get you on the dance floor or to turn your mood around? Okay, this is going to surprise you because I'm very old school. I don't listen to like new age music at all. I'm always listening to like the 50s, 60s, like Elvis and um, Johnny okay. Cash. I'm, I'm always back there. So I mean, I'm going to put my phone up and show you my albums because... And the, the funniest thing is I've now got Jermaine into it. So when he was on TalkSport the other day, they asked him to put up his um, his song list. And they're like, where's this come from? Who even are you anymore? <laughs> but look, this is my playlist. So Good Golly, Miss Molly, Little Richard, one of my all-time faves. Wow. Johnny Be Good, Chuck Berry, Run Around Sue, Brown Eyed Girl, Peggy Sue, Rip ah. It Up, Shake, Rat and Roll. These are This is like my playlist that I have on all the time. And I, I just I think I was born in the wrong era sometimes because I just... I love all that. And in the car, both of me and Jermaine are like, yeah, people look by and they're like, what is going on in that car? But that just makes me so happy. Like 
all that old school stuff. I will have it on, wake up in the morning, me and Jermaine sometimes put Tutti Fruity on, Little Richard, and we both just start dancing in the Love mirror. That. And then we're like, oh, in a good mood now. So off we go. <laughs> have you ever, okay, this is this will actually be the final question. <laughs> have you ever listened to Itty Bit, you know, that song, Itty Bitty One from Matilda? have you ever like pointed at someone when no one else is looking listening to that song expecting it to move always i pretend i'm a witch after time. i watch it <laughs> one of my favorite films and i'm always like any danger of this you know moving Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Please. it's never happened yet but you know never say never <laughs> never give up exactly never give up <laughs> Oh, Jess, you have been an absolute bouter of a guest. I can't thank you enough for joining me and Emma for a waffle. Oh, no, thanks for having me on. Honestly, it's been fabulous. Thank you so much. Thank you. What a bouter. Right. See you soon. See you in a bit. Bye. Oh, I actually love her. I honestly think that was my favourite that we've done. Oh, big claim. I genuinely do. I feel all kind of like empowered. I feel like I've got like a nervous energy, like in my chest. She's brilliant. Everything she was saying about purpose and like, I've been doing so much work at the moment on self-belief and trying to be confident. And like, that is one thing that is so true where you just have to find what brings you joy. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's all you need in life is joy and, you know, a bit of money, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do one thing that makes you happy every day and that's it. That's what it's all about. Do you know what makes you me happy, what did Emma? bring me joy. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst. And I, no, I actually want to give you minus points. It was awful. Oh, that was dare the you. Most Don't you dare. Horrendous way to get quinoa into a sentence. Oh, do you know what else is a grain? Quinoa. Was it in context? Did it go with? Did oh, it back up what God. I was saying? Yes, no, did. no, not at all. Of course it did. <laughs> quinoa is a grain. <laughs> she went against. The, actually, she went against the quinoa. Dearly, <laughs> and now look how happy she is. That's the, that's the new slogan. <laughs> they won't say go against the grain anymore. It's just go against the quinoa. Exactly. Quit like quinoa. <laughs> it's time for Sing It, Suck It. Is it a hit or are they talking shit? Do you know what? Sometimes when, because obviously not narcissistic, but I listen to this back. It's my, it's the highlight of my Tuesday some days. And mm. when that jingle <laughs> kicks in, I'm like, I have a smirk on my face. I feel like it's like one of the proudest and the most, <laughs> I'm very proud of it. I never know whether to say this to you, but sometimes I feel like it's almost just offbeat, but then by the end, it like gets into beat. You know, when you're... (laughs) It's like... And then it's this bit when the music starts getting quicker and it's like, is it a hit? And it's like, oh, it's trying to catch up, but then it finishes on a bang. (laughs) But I love it. It's it's like... (laughs) It came out really badly. I just mean that it's... um, Rock up 45 minutes late and I'll start slagging off my singing. Wow. Okay. Okay. I love it. It's it's Back rustic. It. <laughs> rustic. <laughs> Come on. Right, you, Did... you start. <laughs> Are you ready? I am. Hit me. Here we go. So it's by the incredible Ariana Grande. Popped up on a random playlist. No tears left to cry. And the song lyrics go, right now I'm in a state of mind. 
I want to be in like all the time. Ain't got no tears left to cry. So I'm picking it up, picking it up. I'm loving, I'm living, I'm picking it up. And you know what, Emma? I feel like I do want to be in this state of mind. Like all the time, because things are good. Like I'm like, I feel like I'm being my true authentic self. And I'm like, yeah, good things are happening. I've got good people in my life. We've got a fucking brilliant podcast. And I want to, I want to be like this all the time. So I love it. that. And I think there's something quite empowering in this because it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, obviously it's quite easy to sit around and like, you know, feel sorry. And which is, yeah, which like- is healthy. Sometimes it's nice to let the tears out. But then there comes to a point where you're like, I've got no tears left to cry. Like, this is it now. Like, I've got to, I've got to move on. I've got to move mm-hmm. forward. 100% and it goes back to what Jess was saying as well like I think we can all be guilty about falling into the victim complex of like this has happened to me and this is so awful and this is so hard and la 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 and actually yes don't get me wrong mm-hmm. some things can be absolutely horrific but if you stay there you gotta you just gotta pick it up pack it up pack it in let begin. me begin <laughs> <laughs> let me begin my one so obviously we're singing that okay mine's a bit dark well Deep. They always are, as long as it's not the same as the one the other week. No. <sighs> There's no masturbation in this one, don't worry. <laughs> um, this is Arlo Parks, and it, the song oh. title is called Super Sad Generation. Sing it. So, Sing it. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're a super sad generation, killing time and losing our paychecks. I'm singing it. Um, I, I think it's... I think it's really accurate and I'm, I'm, I think I'm speaking from experience because I was fell victim to that kind of mentality for quite mm-hmm. a huge period probably of my 20s of I wasn't happy I was living for the weekend from paycheck to paycheck and I wasn't really doing anything that I wanted to do so I think it's quite topical again considering the episode um but I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with Arlo I'm, I'm singing it yeah I mean she makes a good point I do do you know what's interesting though right is that like obviously we're in a mental health crisis Mm -hmm. at the moment and I wonder whether people 100 years ago say in the 1920s people of our age were they also in a super sad generation like there was so much oppression there was no rights for women people of color you know people with disabilities and yet now there are those platforms for those people so in those respects it's the world is a happier place for those communities but maybe we're also aware of the fact that we're sad because we're so interconnected do you know what I mean like surely that long ago people were also really miserable yeah because I mean one that is an absolute brilliant point but two do you think because obviously we blame a lot of things now like on social media it seems to be like the go-to like thing mm-hmm. like oh with generations going wrong like it's because people are comparing themselves online this and that. I mean it's true obviously mm-hmm. we, we're, we're all guilty of that on a daily like sometimes hourly basis whereas back then obviously social media and stuff like that didn't didn't exist but I imagine there were still those kind of like community groups where even though it wasn't kind of online, I imagine quite a list of stuff that we face today 
is still was still going on obviously back then I just I guess just whether we've always been really sad we're just more aware of it now in the same way that we've also been really happy like I don't know like the human condition is weird just being then more connected it, make us more sad or yeah but then would you be more inclined to be like oh I'm okay like I'm not great rather than I'm really happy because if I sat here and be like oh I'm really happy you that automatically kind of puts put, I'm not obviously to put words into your mouth but like but if you came on like oh, I'm really happy this and this like the human instinct to me is to be like oh, I wish I was that happy Whereas if I came to you and be like, oh, like I'm not feeling great, like I'm sad, you wouldn't say like, oh, I wish I was that sad. Because are we just all destined just to be sad? God, I wish I hadn't picked this one now. No, but I think it's a brilliant conversation. But I don't think that's true because I think if you came on and said, I feel really happy today, that would probably encourage me to be happier. It's like the energy that you're around, isn't it? But yeah. Arlo makes a great point about the whole killing time and losing paychecks, like living for the weekend. Yeah, singing it. I do believe that to be true. Sing I wish it. it wasn't. What an episode. Oh, What an episode. Yeah. Always have fun doing this with you, Taylor. Just wanted to say that. That sounded so sarcastic. <laughs> I, you always think this about me when I say something nice. It's like, I just, I why are you being sarcastic? Can't take a compliment, but it's the highlight Fair of enough. my week. Aww. Even if you were well, as late. winner <laughs> of the, ouch, okay, you're still not over it. Um, well, as the winner of this week's waffle word of the week, um, you get to choose next week. Yeah. So stop okay. looking around for inspiration. I know it's actually it's quite awkward because the first thing <laughs> vibrator, vibrator, Emma. God, I don't you think of me. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up my toiletry bag. Vibrator. <laughs> okay, we have dental floss. Oh god. <laughs> dental floss. Flossy, really? Flossy. Does it have to be dental floss or can it just Ew, be floss? it has to be dental floss? Okay. Well no, floss. Okay. Just floss. Now it's not a word because you've said it about seven times. Floss, 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 floss. Save that for next week, loser. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm going to do the whole cheesy podcasting this week because I feel like this is going to, I feel that like this is going to empower a lot of people with our conversation and obviously the incredible Jess. But if you have enjoyed this episode, please either get in touch give us a like subscribe leave us a comment on apple spotify so yeah and we love doing this don't we and we don't get to do it unless you guys are are listening so um we appreciate you and we hope that you enjoyed it and we'd love to hear what you thought Ta-ra. no i always <laughs> sound so sarcastic <laughs> i don't mean it Oh, do whatever. I don't care. You're just being your true, authentic, sarcastic self. <laughs> Stay woke, guys. See you next week. Ta-ra. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.